0: to Just Another Podcast.
1: Hey!
2: I've been around the block a couple times before. I've seen everything, I've seen a little more. I've done everything anyone could ever do. I've had my share of towns, and I've had my arms too. I've seen all there is to see. I've been all there is to be. Hello and welcome to episode Blackjack, numero 21 of Just Another Podcast. I'm Matt Lee joined by my disappointed but super excited about the future Browns, super fan Steve Krivo, sponsored by Pepto-Bismol. While you're playing an NFL game and have to run to the restroom, remember, Pepto-Bismol would have prevented that embarrassment in the first place. Not that we didn't love it and want it to last about two minutes longer, but we're just looking out for Lamar Jackson, Pepto-Bismol, it keeps you on the field. Well, it wasn't exactly the result we wanted, but boy, was it a fun game. Maybe the game of the year. Hey, Steve, how you feeling?
0: Yeah, Matt, good. I It was a great game. It, it's one of those games where I've said, yeah, lost. Um, it's not about moral victories or celebrating moral victories, but... The fight that we showed to come back from down 14 in the fourth quarter, I I did love it, and I'm certainly hopeful.
2: You have to be, and it wasn't like it knocked us out of the playoffs. It it was a great game. I have some fun stats coming up here for us, and it was just exciting for the future of this team. We are a real team, finally. Yep. So let's jump right into GBU. Steve, you want to start us off?
0: Yeah, sure. So. I'm gonna save probably some of the the more obvious ones for you this week, but I am gonna talk about the Browns. So, Donovan Peoples Jones, our our resident Wolverine on the Browns, mm-hmm. uh, was a late round draft pick. I think we were all you know pretty excited about that one being a late round draft pick. He drafted in the sixth round. So, but this week he said there's no place he'd rather be than here in Cleveland, and. You know, we can see why as we take a little bit of a deep look into that. So uh, this year, he his receiving percentage on twenty-plus yard targets among rookies is first at sixty-six point seven percent. That's second would be Justin Jefferson at sixty point nine. So that's pretty impressive. Also, Baker Mayfield has his highest. passer rating when targeting donovan people's jones than any other person on the team and he has the highest points per reception on the team as well so dpj is really showing some promise i think that's really exciting and i think as baker starts to get more comfortable with him and starts to trust him more now i mean ironically enough you could pretty much say that maybe Baker has been forced to trust him because we have no other receivers on the roster, but as Baker does start to trust him more, he's coming through and that's, I don't know, it's pretty awesome to see. I think he he could be quite the threat for us in the future.
2: Definitely. You also got Hollywood, Jarvis Landry. I mean, do we need OBJ next year? What do you think?
0: Uh... Ooh, that's that's a that's one we should spend a whole podcast on in the off season.
2: <laughs> that's very true. Podcast to come. All right. So I I love stats, and man, I know it was a loss, but that was a fun game. So I got some stats for us. Nine rushing touchdowns in that game. It was tied for the most in a single season in NFL history. It was Chubb's second game with two rushing touchdowns versus the Ravens. No other Browns has ever even done it once. Super impressive. Another amazing Chubb stat. It was the highest scoring game of the season and the third highest in Monday Night Football history ever. It was the most points in the final two minutes. There was 20 points scored in those last two minutes since 2013 Ravens-Vikings. And it was the first game to end on a safety since 2016. It was ugly, but still a fun stat. And the first game in NFL history with a 47-42 final score. score, Scoreagami. Score that's the 1,061st unique score ever. That was just fun. I love that. I love stats. I love fun games. I love excitement. And that had all of it.
0: Yep. It was fun. It was fun. The the loss, like you said, hey, at nine and four, we can swallow
2: it. Yep. So uh, what's your bad, Steve? What do we got?
0: All right. So this week, my bad is Chris Godwin. And sorry to Steven. Uh okay. He had just 4.5 points this week. As we looked at Chris Godwin coming into this year, he was considered by many a top five wide receiver drafted pretty high. Um, I should have looked this up, but I believe he was drafted in the second round in our league. Um, As in many leagues, he was drafted there. Um, And he's really been very bad. He's been the wide receiver 43 this year in PPR And just not very good, not what you'd expect. Obviously, some of that due to injury, but you know, even when he's not injured, it's, it seems like he's just not been the guy. Um, So, so. You know, obviously, Steven was counting on him pretty big this year, really let him down in the playoffs. And um, yeah, just just Chris Godwin has just not been the type of guy. And and really, that's been an interesting offense as you look down in Tampa Bay. Uh, Mike Evans has has had a whole lot of up and down weeks as well. And, um, and, and Tom Brady hasn't been quite as efficient as you'd necessarily expect him to be with all that talent surrounding him. He's had some great weeks, but you know, the efficiency isn't there like we'd seen in years past.
2: So Chris Godwin was actually fourth round, uh, by Steven, so I'm guessing he was he, a keeper.
0: Yeah, he was a keeper. Now that I, I thought about that as I was saying it.
2: Yep. So yeah, it's not been great. They have a lot of weapons out there. Some, but it hasn't come together like you thought it would with a lot of great receivers down there in Tampa Bay. So another player who's my bad, and everyone's been waiting for him to come through, and it just hasn't happened this year for him, is Christian McCaffrey. He was the overall number one consensus pick of the year. He got hurt week two. Thought is he'd be out maybe six weeks within a high ankle sprain. Comes back week nine and just dominates 37.1 fantasy points in our PPR league, but he gets injured again. Many fantasy teams are just hoping to get him back for the playoffs. He has a beautiful matchup versus Denver last week. He's out this week. Green Bay dream matchup, looking me out again. Now people were able to grab Mike Davis, made a huge score this year. But what a crushing blow for a guy who had never missed a game prior to this year. So sorry, Christine. Tough blow, but she's still in it and uh, see how she does this week.
0: Yeah, one lesson learned though, especially from someone like Christine who has all her Fab dollars, is. If you have a guy like CMC and, you know, there, there's a running back with experience behind him, you know, you may want to go pretty heavy or or potentially all in on that feb. So that's potentially one lesson learned for Christine.
2: That's for sure. And even a team, even a guy like Christian McCaffrey, maybe even want to draft his uh, handcuff in the draft. So you don't have to worry about it. I know Christian McCaffrey is one of those guys who you don't even think about a handcuff, but this year makes you rethink that.
0: Yep. All right. So, Matt, here's a guy that you wouldn't necessarily expect to be talked about in my ugly. But uh, this is kind of an ugly stat for everyone not named Devontae Adams. So, in half-point PPR leagues this year, if you took away all of Devontae Adams' points for his receptions. He's had 84 receptions this year. So if you took away all of his points associated with those receptions, that would probably be pretty ugly, wouldn't you think? I'd say so. No. Devontae Adams, counting only his yards and touchdowns, would still only drop just one spot in the rankings this year. Dude has been a beast.
2: Wow. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. So, you know, we look we look so heavily into those PPR points and obviously sometimes they certainly do make a difference, but here's one scenario where uh DeVonte Adams says it doesn't really matter. He he'd be he'd be just as good regardless.
2: That's very true and man, you talk about someone like Christian McCaffrey, you got injured early in the season week 2. DeVonte Adams said the same. And look what he's done since then. So, Quite the opposite. Yeah. So my ugly is the Pittsburgh Steelers run game. We looked to be so strong rushing for at least 100 yards each of their first five games has become the worst team in the NFL in rushing yards per game since week seven. And since week eight, they have rushed for 100 yards just once. Fun fun stat for you here. In the past three weeks, they've rushed 51 times for 136 yards. That's a miserable yards per carry. That's over the past three games. That's compared to the Browns who on Monday night rushed for 138 yards alone. That's two more yards in a single game, averaging 4.9 yards per carry and four touchdowns.
0: Matt, I'm very torn on this stat. I love it. I love hearing bad stats about the Steelers and love having them be your ugly, but all of those bad moments have come after I traded for James Conner in another league.
2: Maybe that'll teach you to trade for a Pittsburgh Steeler. I guess. <laughs> but who, who would have seen that coming after the start of his season? Yep. Yep. Speaking of ugly, my picks were ugly last week in the playoffs. How'd you do, Steve?
0: Uh, you know, as I count them, I, one, two, three... Four. I got four right. Uh, That's not bad, right?
2: There was only four picks.
0: Oh, there's only four games. Undefeated. Pretty sure that just about put the nail in the coffin for me, Matt.
2: We should definitely make these other picks way more valuable. You know, these are, these are the playoffs. It's the semifinals and the finals. They should be worth two, three, four points each.
0: All right, let's do it.
2: All right, we'll be right back. We're going to talk about those matchups this week, but first off, we have a fun segment with a guest host. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back. We have a very exciting segment today. We actually have a guest host. We're doing a Stats with Matt segment with Vince as our guest host. Welcome to the show, Vince. How are you doing?
1: Hello, hello. It is great to be here, guys. Thank you for the invitation to host this fun segment here. We're going to do a little bit of trivia, and uh, it's going to be Jeopardy! style. And um, there's two categories with this one. Uh, the first category is winning culture. Comp- consists of five questions. And the second category is draft results with another five questions. And we're going to see which one of you guys knows Cleveland sports and some fantasy football best. All right. So the way we're going to do this is I'm going to read off the first question and you are going to say your own name if you know the answer. And whoever I hear first is who I'm going to give a chance to answer the question. Um, If they answer it correctly, they will get to pick the category of the next question and we will go from there. If they answer incorrectly, obviously the other person will uh, have a chance to steal the question.
0: Ties go to the person you've known longest, correct?
1: Whoa. well, I, well, we'll figure out guys. I, I think we might have another impartial judge there, too, that can uh, maybe chime in if needed.
2: Vince, just remember who you used to eat pizza and pasta from Pizza Hut in bed with watching Tila Tequila. That's all I'm going to say. This is
1: true. That did happen. Uh, guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. But I was only in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with one person on this podcast. Darn. That's true.
2: All right, let's do it. What are the categories once again?
1: All right, the first is winning culture. And the second is draft results.
2: All right, Steve, go ahead. Start us off.
0: Ooh. All right. Which category will, would you like, Steve? I will start with draft results.
1: All right, draft results. Question one. There were eight former Buckeyes taken in the draft. The first four were Zeke, MT, Terry McLaren and J.K. Dobbins, and the remaining were taken in round 12. Can you name three of the other four? Oh, man. <laughs> Nobody wants to answer.
2: So is this this I'm year's guessing. fantasy football draft? It is. Oh, boy. You said Zeke, M.T. Who Terry else was Karen, there? J.K. Zeke, MT, JK, what was the last one? Scary Terry. Terry. Oh, my God.
0: I, and I got to name three of four. Hey, okay, name I two of four.
2: Pick other two two other ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh... I think I have one. Let me think of one more. I'm trying to think. That were drafted. What was that second half of that question?
1: Uh, they were they were taken in round 12.
2: Oh, God. I think I got one. Uh, there was four taken in round 12? Yes. Oh, my God. I'm trying to think. There were only eight
1: former Buckeyes taken in the draft. So if you can think of any of the eight other than those four named.
2: I mean, I
0: I know, I know one. I mean, I know Matt. Okay. Matthew. Yeah.
2: I know that I got, I think one is Carlos Hyde and a second one.
1: Carlos Hyde is correct. Paris Hilton.
2: Paris Hilton. (laughs) Paris Campbell. Uh, Paris Campbell.
0: That is correct.
2: Paris Hilton. That's a good one.
0: Are we making him get three? Because now I have a third.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he said two. I get the point. <laughs> a point.
0: We did say three of four, but there's a lot
1: of
2: dead air in there. So, uh, yeah, I know. Up. We'll give it to
0: yeah. Matt. Do. Damn it. The other one was Curtis Samuel.
2: Oh, of course. And the that was the one I was thinking. Joey Burrow. Oh, God, of oh. course. Wow, 12th.
0: That's All a fun stat. Right. That is one point to
1: Matt. Right. So, Matt, question two here. Would you like to go to the draft results category or the winning culture category? Winning culture. Winning culture. All right. Let's have it here. If the Browns win out this season, they will tie an overall franchise record of 12 wins with which other Browns Super Bowl era team? Which
2: era? Uh, Matt? Matt. Uh, The 50s? No, that is incorrect. What, what do you mean, era? Uh, the Super, Super Bowl era. era. Super Bowl era. Super
0: Bowl era, yeah. yeah. Steve. Ah, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl era. What is the 19... Who are the 1987 Browns? Ooh,
1: so close but incorrect. Ah. The correct answer is 1986.
2: Damn it. Oh. Oh. 1986
1: Cleveland Browns were 9-4 heading into week 15. And the season ended because of The Drive versus Denver.
2: Mm. Good one.
1: All right. Well, um, I'm going to give the choice again to Steve. Or to – we'll go with Matt again because
2: he had the last correct answer. Let's go back to draft results because that was not a good uh, answer on both of our parts.
1: All right. right. Draft results. We are in question number two. All righty. Here we go. 131 of the 169 players taken – in the draft, we were from a Power Five conference college or university. Oh, wow. Which non Power Five conference had the most former players with 11 of the remaining 38 drafted players? Steve. Steven, go ahead.
0: Who is the MAC conference?
1: That is incorrect.
2: Uh, is it, we're talking Mac, about we conferences? Conference.
1: Yes, we are talking about a conference with the most draft picks.
2: After a power five conference. Uh back was a good one. Oh man, what's another oh, man? Um I don't know. What's another what's another non power five conference? I don't even know. I don't know.
1: All righty. Are you conceding the question? Yeah. All righty. Eh, eh, eh. The answer is the American conference. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that one.
0: And that that's okay, Matt. None of the other conferences matter. It's okay.
2: Yeah, I agree, Steve.
1: true. The power five are what matter. All righty. That is another question gone, gentlemen. Matt, since you have had the last, most recent correct answer, will you pick another category?
0: Winning culture.
1: Or winning culture. Winning culture it is. All right. Question number two, Allie won the league with nine wins, tying a record low for a one seed. Which season did she tie? Oh, boy. Steve. Steve, give us an answer.
0: 2007.
2: That is incorrect. 2007? How long has this league been around?
0: Well, the reason I said 2007 is because I think that was that year where we had like John and somebody else in the, and they both had losing records in the
2: championship. Uh, I don't think it was that long ago. I'm going to say well, a couple of years ago. I've been in the champ. I've been in the championship past two years. I know there's been some good teams. Um, that gets back to at least 18. So it's gotta be at least 17. Uh, and I was like terrible in 17. I think I won like three games. So there had to be someone that won a lot because there's always that parody on each end. So ah, 2016.
1: That is correct, Matt. Pulling the rabbit out of the hat.
2: Oh, man. I'm just playing Uh, The the,
1: the correct answer, 2016, Jen was nine and four. Wow. Of course it would be Jen.
2: (laughs) Of course. The luckiest (laughs) person ever.
1: All right, Matt. Another correct answer gets you another selection of category.
2: All right. Let's do – let's keep going with winning – or excuse me, draft results.
1: Ooh, back to draft results.
2: Yeah. All right.
1: All right. I think you guys will have a good chance at this one. Of the four teams currently atop college football playoff standings, which produced the most draft picks in this year's draft? Steve. Steve, go ahead. Ohio State. That is incorrect
2: really All right so Matt, if you like the, a chance to steal it's got, I would like a chance to steal I'm going to go an with Alabama
1: That is correct Woo-hoo! with 10 Ohio State had 7 and 8 if you include include uh, Joey B. I,
0: that surprises me because I I view them more as like defense offensive line I wouldn't have viewed them as much about position players.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you going first, Steve, because I would have said Ohio State too.
0: Yeah. All right,
1: Matt, let's pick another category. Winning culture, let's jump over. Back to winning culture, question three. All right. Which of the four current Cleveland franchises has the best lifetime record with a win percentage of 51.5%?
2: Oof. There's a team that's over five hundred.
0: Wait, and did I hear you say four?
2: You did. Oh man. Who is he talking about?
0: Can you can you repeat the question?
2: Well,
1: uh, this is gonna have to be a break here. Hang on one second, I got to text Wayne. <laughs>
0: He's right here. You can just ask him. Well, are question three and four the same?
1: No. Oh, oh, okay. I missed a word there. Okay. I was tripping out. All right. I'm going to pause here. Steve, to answer your question, yes, I did say four current Cleveland franchises.
0: What's the Steve? Steve, go ahead. Um, the monsters. That is correct. Yeah. Good job, Steve.
1: You are on the board, sir.
0: I had to, well, I had to make sure you didn't say like professional or whatever. They're technically a minor league franchise, but
1: ah, yes, Cleveland franchises was the uh, the wording there, so. Good on you for double checking. Yeah, so uh, just to run it down: the Cleveland Monsters at fifty one point five percent, the Indians at fifty one point two mm. percent, the Browns at forty eight point seven, and the Cavaliers at forty six point three.
2: Interesting. It's surprising, right, Wayne Steve said the, the uh, Indians have only been a fourteen postseasons.
0: I know, and Cavs were second, and they have the that's in, that is super interesting. Okay,
2: LeBron, it's the LeBron effect. For part of that, at least. All right, Steve, you're up. You win. One question.
1: One question, Steve. Draft Draft results, please. Draft results. All right. Draft results, question four. All right. There were 18 rookies drafted, eight of which were running backs. Who was the first rookie non-running back drafted? Whoa. Steve. Steve, give us an answer. CeeDee Lamb. Ooh, close but incorrect. (sighs) Matt. Matt, go for it. Antonio Gibson. That is not close and also incorrect. The correct (laughs) answer we were looking for was Jerry Judy, taken in the eighth round.
0: CeeDee Lamb was taken in the ninth round. Uh, I think I'm going to win the Lincoln Particle Award tonight. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Oh, man, I guess Gibson was uh, other drafts that I did later where he became a uh, higher pick.
1: Ah, All right, so, Steve, we're back to you to select a category. I'll stick with draft results. All right. Question number five, last question of the category. Kansas City was one of five teams with the most players drafted at seven. They ended with eight if you count Le'Veon Bell, who was traded in season. Can you name one of the four other teams?
2: Did you see how many players they had or you just said they had the most?
1: They had seven. They were tied at seven. There are five teams tied at seven. One of them is Kansas City. Can you name one of the other four?
0: Steve. Steve.
1: Give us an answer. Chargers. That is incorrect. Uh,
2: So the one team you gave us was Kansas City? Correct. I'm going to go with Baltimore.
1: That is incorrect. The other four the other four teams are Cincinnati, Dallas, Detroit, and San Francisco.
0: Dallas was a freaking layup. Mm. All right. Apparently a layup for someone else, Steve. Yeah, well, I never claimed to be any good at trivia. <laughs> uh,
1: that's what I hear. That's word on the street. All right. We are back to winning culture. Uh, question four. Which of the major Cleveland franchises has the best lifetime postseason record with a winning percentage of 55.1%? Steve. Give us an answer, Steve. Cavs. That is correct. The LeBron effect. The Thank you, Le-Man. At 55.1%. Followed by the Indians at 50.5% and the Browns at 35.5%. Woo! All righty, we now move to question number five. And we are in an interesting scenario with Steve having an opportunity to tie. All righty, here we go. Since their return in 1999, three quarterbacks have guided the Browns to winning seasons. Tim Couch, Derek Anderson, and Baker Mayfield. And also rank one to three in the most wins, Couch, Baker, and Derek Anderson. Who is the fourth winningest quarterback since the Browns' 1999 return? Steve. Steve, give us an answer.
0: Oh, I hope I'm right. Brandon Whedon.
1: That is incorrect.
2: Oh, boy.
0: I had to be first. I had to try.
1: You did. You tried. Matt, do you have an answer?
2: Uh, you Give me those three quarterbacks one more time.
1: Uh, yeah, sure. It was Tim Couch, Derek Anderson, and Baker Mayfield. We we're looking for the fourth winningest quarterback.
2: Charlie Fry.
1: That is incorrect. Uh, I know, I know.
0: Ryan Hoyer
1: with 10, uh, followed by Colt McCoy, who is tied with Charlie Fry at 6, and Brandon Whedon at 5. Well, gentlemen, that brings us to the end of our trivia match with Matt having correctly answered three questions and Steve falling short at two questions answered correctly.
0: I'd like to bet it all or? in Final Jeopardy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, we should have had a Final Jeopardy question. We'll do that for next time. How does that sound?
0: That sounds great.
1: All right. We'll work on, the, on this uh, format and we'll uh, sharpen it and uh, it'll be even better the next time around. Thank that was you, good. you for
0: joining us, Vince. That was fun. That was
1: great. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. And I want to give a special shout-out to Wayne for putting these questions together and making me look like I know a hell of a lot more about football than I do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we obviously don't know that much either, Vince, so don't feel too bad. I don't feel bad at all, Matt. Don't
0: feel bad at all. Uh, all right, thanks. On to, our, uh, on to our matchups coming up next. Stay tuned. All right. Well, thanks for Vince for joining us, Matt. That was fun. Thanks for beating me.
2: Anytime. That's what I'm here for.
0: Yep. Uh, Yeah, Vince was a good host, didn't you think?
2: Yeah, it was awesome. He did a great job. I mean, he's going to take over our job if he knew a little bit more about fantasy football. (laughs) Or really anything. Lucky.
0: Yeah, lucky for us, he doesn't.
2: (laughs) But yeah, that was awesome. Nice work, Vince. Yep. Thanks for coming on.
0: All right, so Matt, why don't we jump into it here, help our teams a little bit. I think, uh, you know, last week we did pretty well in these sit starts. Uh, so let's see if we can help our semi-finalist teams here in making a couple last-minute decisions.
2: Perfect. And we'll probably get one of these four right. So the one that we get right, you guys better listen because it's going to be rock solid, take it to the bank. And if you don't listen, it might cost you your whole matchup. So listen closely.
0: Yep, that's what I'm thinking too. All right. So first let's start off with Struble. So I, I, we pretty much know by his team name who he's going to pick here, but if Mostert is healthy, let's assume Mostert's healthy for the sake of this question, Corey Davis, Raheem Mostert or T Higgins, Corey Davis coming off a pretty poor week last week. What are you, what are you doing?
2: So Corey Davis definitely had a rough week last week. And, uh, he had a even fumbled. The week before that, though, he had 182 yards versus us. So that's that's pretty incredible. So I could definitely see a bounce back this week. Uh you, you know, he's he's a beast, but they're and they and they're playing Detroit, which actually could be excellent for Henry because they're terrible against the run. So maybe, maybe that's a reason not to pick him. But I do like that matchup. Mostert. He's banged up. He's been limited at practice. He's got the ankle injury. Everyone's touting Jeff Wilson Jr. as a big play this week. Um, so if he, if we're saying he's going to play, I'm thinking he's going to be unlimited limited snaps. So that makes it tough to to want to play him and be excited about playing him, especially in a San Francisco offense where they shuffle between running backs like crazy. If uh, multiple guys are are healthy, and then T Higgins, ever since Joe Burrow went down, he hasn't gotten more than 56 yards in any week over the past four games. And it's really a risky play. So, for me, I think the safest bet, your best option, is going to be going with Corey Davis. He gives you the most upside. They're playing a Detroit team who's been terrible, especially lately, giving up the six most points to wide receivers. So, I got to go with Corey Davis.
0: All right, and I, I'm I'm going to guess that uh, Struble will do the same. So, all right, all right who we got next?
2: I'd also want to note that it is rough. He's got Gaskin and now Ronald Jones on the uh, COVID. So this year's taken its toll. So hopefully it doesn't take its toll too much and cost you a victory. But moving on, we got Christine with a big decision. She's got James White, who's had a decent year. He's always a PPR guy. Good Good for our league. Or we got the budding superstar, Lynn Bowden Jr. out of the Miami Dolphins. What do you think, Steve?
0: So I, I know this may be, you know, not the popular choice here, but I'm going to go Lynn Bowden. So, you know, as you talked about, it looks like Miles Gaskin will remain out. And if that is the case, if he is out, I'm going to stick with Lynn Bowden. He, he's a guy that's been getting more and more involved. He was a college quarterback. He's an extreme athlete. So. He, he, but he's been getting 18.8% of the target share last week. He was seven for nine for 82 yards. And he's with, with his athleticism, he's just bound to break. one. So he plays a lot out of the slot. Um, and, 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 you know, last week he even took a few snaps out of the wildcat. So Miami, especially with Gaskin out is really looking for ways to get him the ball. And now that they've had a couple weeks of practice where that seems to be the case. I'm gonna I'm going to say that you're going to see more and more of that where, you know, maybe more wild, wildcat type plays and and just more ways to try and get him the ball. So I'm going to say in a PPR league and you're kind of needing that upside, uh, especially as we sit here today with Keenan Allen, not having the day that Christine had helped. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to go with Lynn Bowden.
2: All right. Giving the wife some good advice some upside potential there I like it
0: All right so Matt next for Matt Harding Uh David Johnson looks like he's going to be coming off the COVID list And so I got a couple Houston guys that you've got to decide for here So David Johnson coming off that COVID list or Kiki Kuti who's had a couple nice weeks here uh with Will Fuller gone Who do you
2: think You have Will Fuller gone. You have Brandon Cooks, who's uh, banged up there. And you have Randall Cobb, who they got rid of. So he's had a lot of potential to have some big weeks. Uh, Kiki T's actually been a nice play for for Houston. And then you got another guy in David Johnson, who's been surprisingly steady this year. He hasn't been anything crazy impressive. But he's been a nice play that gives you a nice floor of the – 10 to 14 point floor each week, but I'm just a little unsure coming off injuries. I think Cootie offers you a better upside. They're playing the Colts. They're 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 a little banged up, and I like Deshaun Watson passing to Cootie, and I'm gonna pick Cootie.
0: All right, good choice. I think I'd go the other way, but I definitely I definitely see the upside with Cootie, so not a bad pick.
2: That's why I'm going for the upside. He's playing Brandon. So he needs that upside in a matchup with Brandon. Who's the been one of the best, one of the best teams all season long.
0: Yep. So, okay. An interesting one here. Uh, What's, what's the, what's the next question for Brandon?
2: All right. So Brandon's question here, we got a good one. We got Melvin Gordon, or we have a guy I just talked about who might be set up for success. If he's the only guy running in San Francisco with Jeff Wilson, Jr. What do you think?
0: So, Interestingly enough, I know we've talked about it a couple times on the show, but to say not overthink it, go with the guy that got you there. But I'm going to go against that advice a little bit here, and I'm going to say he should start Jeff Wilson. He just picked up Jeff Wilson last week, but this advice does hinge on the fact that Mostert is out. If Mostert is out, which it kind of looks like it's trending that way, I think he's got to go Jeff Wilson over Melvin Gordon. He Jeff Wilson's got Dallas. And Jeff Wilson, even with all the running back splits there in San Francisco, he leads the league in red zone rushing attempts. So they're, they're obviously, they have no fear to go to him when it matters and give him touchdown opportunities. And with Dallas, they've just been a very porous rush defense. I think he has to go. Jeff Wilson, Uh, definitely the better upside over a guy like Melvin Gordon this week. Um, so that, that would be the route I go if, and only if Raheem Mostert is out.
2: All right. I like it. A quick, a quick second one for you here. Are you sticking Andrews over Tan tan Tunyon? Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, it's probably going to be hard I, I, for him to make that swap. Now, if he didn't make it last week, it's probably going to be hard for, I mean, again, same answers I gave last week. I'm going to probably lean Tanya this week, but. Brandon's probably not making that change if he didn't make it
2: last week right and Baltimore versus Jacksonville you think Lamar could have a nice passing game it's a pretty easy team to pass on so it's not a bad option just to stay with Andrews and
0: and, and I was wrong last week so who knows
2: you never know so let's jump right in though to our predictions here Steve first up we got Struble first Christine what do you think you think your wife's gonna take it to the finals
0: Oh, unfortunately, no, I don't. And that's even more solidified as we're sitting here watching tonight. Uh, Keenan Allen, you know, if he played, she had to start him. There's no doubt. But that's not been off to a good start. But, you know, stribble has got some really good matchups this week. Um, Cooper Cup against the Jets. David Montgomery against Minnesota. We we talked about Mike Davis. Obviously, that's like a double whammy for Christine because she's she's got a CMC who she has to put on her bench, and she has to go up against Mike Davis. So it's like a double whammy for her, unfortunately. And obviously, Ayuk without Debo Samuel has just been a beast. So. Unfortunately, all the matchups in in the way I look at this seem to be leaning Christine's or leaning Struble's direction. So I'm going to go Struble in this one. Unfortunately.
2: Okay, so I actually told Christine right before the game started. She got it. she has to put Keenan Allen in the wide receiver spot. Always remember your Thursday night players and this week your Saturday night players. Put them in the position, take them out of your flex, so you have more flexibility when it comes to Sunday. Saying that she did, but he is not doing so hot. But I need to make up some ground versus Steve. He just had a big week. I'm going to have to go Christine. I say that hesitantly because I'm going to have to root for Lamar Jackson in my other league that I'm still in the playoffs, and I need him to have a big week for me. But I'm hoping for Christine. We have two guys here, Mike Thomas and A.J. Brown, who are both banged up this week. So we'll see if both of them play. It could tilt the wheel right there a little bit. but. You know, I, I think Christine's got a real chance. Struble's a hot team right now, but I'm going to pick Christine in the upset.
0: Yep. Um, hey, um, you can never count out Patrick Mahomes, right?
2: Oh, he could get 50. You never know. Yep.
0: All right. So next we have Harding versus Brandon. What do you
2: think? Harding versus Brandon. This is a good one. Uh, you, So we already see that Waller's having a great game. So that's a big positive, and I love the QB tilt towards Harding here with Rodgers. Looks like Brandon's going to start as of right now. Cousins for Chicago. I don't like that matchup. And you know he's got he's got a good team. Miles Sanders had a big week last week. Hopefully he can repeat that. DeAndre Swift hopefully a little more healthy this week. Yeah, got Gronk. Gotta love Gronk versus Atlanta. Hopefully, uh, you know, a couple of those guys go off down there. And I think Harding pulls it off. He's already tilting right now with Waller to get a little uh, a little head start. So I think Harding pulls it off.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I I I will say that the Waller score right now has me a little bit uncomfortable, but I think. Brandon could have just an explosion of a day. I think Stefan Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins are both in line for some very big days, especially if you look at the DeAndre Hopkins game. They're they're playing Philadelphia. I could see this being with Jalen Hurts in the game. I could see it being a bit more high-scoring. Both those defenses have kind of eh, let off the gas a little bit here. So I, I could see that being a pretty high-scoring game, and I could see Hopkins being pretty involved. To your point on quarterback, I wouldn't mind Brandon taking a peek out at the waivers and just considering uh, Cousins. He has been hot. There's no doubt about it. But uh, don't love the Chicago matchup, just like you said. So I wouldn't mind Brandon taking a peek out at the waivers. But overall, Dalvin Cook digs Hopkins, and he's got... Akers, who Akers against the Jets, it looks like they have have fully given the reins to Akers out there, and the Rams are playing great, and the Jets is a great matchup. I think Akers is going to be a league winner type player, Uh, so I'm going to give the edge to Brandon here.
2: All right. I was feeling a little nervous early on, but this Waller start has made me more confident that we got a good matchup heating up here. And we could have a high score here. So this should be a fun one. So we're going to also jump into the constellation. Uh, some big matchups here in order to determine draft positions. So we're going to pick these two while we're at it. Because why not? So first one here we got is Steven versus Allie. What do you think, Steve? So I'm going to
0: go Steven here. And again, this one looks pretty good for me. Uh, Justin Herbert uh, starting off pretty strong and he's connected well with hunter henry tonight so it's a it's a good good start for me i talked about Devontae adams earlier the guy's been an absolute stud seems like just every week he is catching a touchdown and it you know i expect that to continue against it's got a really good matchup against carolina so i expect that to continue um kenny and drake it, you know i saw earlier that that chase Edmonds uh, has not practiced yet this week. And if that remains the case, case Ken and Drake, it, that opens up the backfield to be completely his and uh, a pretty good matchup against Philadelphia. So um, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Steven here. Although, I mean, he does have, you know, some, some tough plays as Well, no doubt about it, but that's the direction I'm going.
2: All right. Unfortunately, my pick for the champion this year, Allie, didn't end up that way. Got knocked out by the hot hands of Struble right now. But I'm going to have to stick with her and pick her once again. She's starting out at a bit of disadvantage. um,
0: Matt, at least your your champion pick did make the playoffs.
2: That's a good point, Steve. Unfortunately for you, yours didn't, and you. But, you know, neither of us did that great this year, kind of like our own teams. But I digress. We move on. We're excited about these matchups this week, and we're rooting for everyone that's still in it. And uh, I'm going to pick Allie. Hopefully, Devonte can cool down somehow, and Lazard and and Jones. Aaron Jones can pick up his slack, which won't happen, but you never know. But I do like that John Brown's out, so that hopes Cole Beasley. And uh, Goldman's going to get shut down, obviously, but maybe he'll get a couple points against the Browns. Should be a fun game. You got JK versus Jacksonville. Should be another fun one. So I'm going to stick. With Allie, I've been picking her all year. I think she's going to come back and pull off the victory. So let's jump to the last matchup we got. I
0: don't I don't disagree there on Cole Beasley, by the way. I do think he's in for a very big matchup this week.
2: Yeah, you do need him in uh, in my league. So it would be nice if he has a great game for you too.
0: I'm thinking 28 points.
2: Ah, that'd be a good game. Let's hope for it. So let's jump into our final matchup there. We got an exciting one. Both, we call this the disappointing bowl. Disappointment bowl. John, yes, we are like your parents. You got John, who was looking so hot, so good. Second half of the season. Jen, who was looking so good, so hot. The first half of the season. Biting it out in consolation. What do you think, Steve?
0: Well, first of all, John, I got to tell you, if you're going to pick up a guy like Tyron Johnson on a day like today, you should just go ahead and start him. I mean, have the guts to do it. You're in the consolation rounds. Who cares? Have those guts to do it. You would have been sitting prettier than you are right now. But it does look like Josh Jacobs is having a good day. Um, you know, as I look down the roster for for John, I mean, he's got Travis Kelsey. That's just that's just a no-brainer. Um, think he he you know, I, I saw that he potentially has a chance to break a whole lot of records for all time tight end seasons this year. So I think Mahomes is gonna continue to look his way all season. So that's gonna be a smash play. Um I think Jarvis Landry's gonna have a big day this week as well. And um, you know, A a guy like Lockett, we always know he could break out. So I'm going to go with John here because as I look over at the other side with Jen, you know, I look at she's starting Daryl Henderson um, and she's starting a guy like Christian Kirk. Both those guys have been kind of trending down the last few weeks. And and that kind of goes along with Jen. Jen's been trending down as well. I think she's now lost five in a row, including her first playoff matchup. So I'm going to go John here.
2: Yeah, I wanted to pick opposite of you. I like to try to claw my way back here after a rough uh, one and three week for me last week, but I, I agree. I, I just can't pick Jen. She's been like Kyler Murray. So hot the first two-thirds of the season and so cold since. She's got Kyler. He's struggling. In turn, Kirk is struggling. Her upside plays are Derrick Henry, who's obviously a beast. With a great matchup, so he might kill it. But otherwise, it's it's pretty rough. She's got T.Y. Hilton going against Houston. Great matchup, but otherwise, I think John does pull off the victory. John, please don't disappoint us, lose to Jen. Come on, man.
0: I, like her, I, I liked her Marvin Jones play this week, but it does look like Stafford's going to be out. So that takes that way down for me.
2: Yeah, definitely, but she doesn't even have much to pivot to. Huh? Renfro's oh. playing now. Galladay's not playing. You're you're not probably not playing Harrison Bryant. What are you playing is Sammy Watkins? Come on.
0: Nope. Yep. Nope. Not not a lot at all.
2: All right. Well, that, that takes care of all our picks, Steve.
0: All right. Sounds good. Well, good luck to everybody. Next week we will be talking about who will be our champion. So good luck to everybody here in the semifinals. Uh pretty, pretty jealous that it couldn't be us in this matchup so but good luck to everybody and uh we'll we'll talk to you next week
2: good luck everyone steve we have a couple of our own quarterfinals so hey don't be too sad you got one i got two so good luck to us good luck to everyone and we're excited to see who makes it to the finals
0: all right have a good week go browns go bucks
2: go browns go bucks oh Around the block a couple times before. I've seen everything. I've seen a little more. I've done everything anyone could ever do. I've had my share of towns, but I've had my ups too. I've seen all there is to see. I've been all there is to be. I've
1: lost all sand. But I've